This has been a rough week for many of us in the United States, outside the United States, as political processes wind their way through as the pandemic is escalating. I wanted to take a moment to think about the ways in which I have used, you can use program tools to survive, maybe thrive, or at least not go nuts during this time. Welcome to episode 344 of The Recovery Show. This is a short episode. I know I said last week that Eric and I were going to record an episode about finding solutions. That didn't happen. It will happen sometime in the next couple of weeks. Still welcoming your input to that episode. But for now, I want to talk about the ways in which I lived through the last week or so. Some of them were positive, some of them not so. I'm going to be totally honest, which I'm going to try to be. There are tools that I learned in this program to help me survive and thrive when there was active alcoholism, when there was active dysfunction around me. And those tools can serve me, as we say, in all my affairs. Just a quick recap of what happened in my life in the last week or so. There's the ongoing anxiety engendered by the pandemic, engendered by the re-explosion of cases, both in my country, in my county, in my city, and in the world as a whole. This virus is not going to dance to our tune. It's dancing to its own tune. So there's that. There is, of course, in the United States, a presidential election that has been deeply divisive and anxiety-provoking for many of us, I think. That was on Tuesday of last week. So less than seven days ago as I record this. Also on Tuesday last week, my father had what appeared, I guess, at first glance to be a potential stroke. He was transported to the emergency room. I was on high alert, thinking, oh my God, do I have to jump into the car and and drive 500 miles because... Who knows how long he's going to continue to be with us or not. On this day that I'm already anxious because of the election. Turns out it was a urinary tract infection, which in elderly people can present with lots of different kinds of symptoms, including ones that apparently look like a stroke. But I didn't know that until the next day. And then in the aftermath of the election of not knowing the result for many days, also anxiety-provoking, I had to 
sit in acceptance. I had to recognize that these were things I cannot change. That if I cannot accept that these are things I cannot change, I will not have serenity. God, grant me the serenity to accept these things. My father's health, the U.S. presidential election, the pandemic, that I cannot change. I know that acceptance is a key to serenity. But I can't just sometimes say, all right, I accept this. Life goes on. Everything's fine. Because you know what? Everything's not fine. There are tools I can use to help bring me back to center. Uh, One of those is meditation. I'm not super good at meditation, but I can use it to center, to slow down, to let go of obsessive thinking. I don't remember if I talked about this on the podcast, but a couple of weeks ago I had a dentist appointment which involved drilling on my teeth, never my favorite activity. As I was lying back in the chair with the drill buzzing in my mouth and all of the things that they do now to try to reduce the risk of disease transfer as they're spraying aerosols and droplets all over the place, anxiety-provoking, for sure. As I'm lying there, I realized that what I was doing was effectively putting myself into a meditative state of mind. That I was observing with my eyes shut, but with my ears and my mouth open for sure, observing that this thing was happening, that they were making holes in my teeth that they were then going to fill back in. But I could put my focus on my breath and just let that go by. Not let it go, but let it go by. It's happening. But it's it's not the thing that I need to focus on. And every now and then I would put my attention down to my hands and I would realize that I was clenching my fingers and clenching my hands and I would let go. Being consciously present in my body as this was happening was a form of meditation and it made it a lot easier to get through that whatever amount of time it was, half an hour, 45 minutes of filling a couple of holes in my teeth. I can do the same thing when I'm feeling anxious, when my thoughts are racing, when it's time to go to sleep. I can move my focus to a center, move it to my breath, move it to the sound of the heating as it's blowing warm air into my room, move it to the sounds of birds outside during the day at least. And just move it off of the racing thoughts and let the racing thoughts race by. It is such a beautiful tool when I can make it work. I can take care of myself. I did that on Friday 
I woke up Friday morning. I think my allergies were kicking up a little bit. My nose was a little bit stuffy. And the anxiety of the week was continuing to weigh on me. And I said to myself, I said, you know, I just can't today. And I am fortunate. I have the privilege to have a job that I can take personal days. I have a few that I can take. I emailed my boss and my teams at work and said, I'm taking a personal day today. Everybody said, you do that. It was a beautiful day here. On Friday, it was warm. It was sunny. I was able to be outside. I was able to sit outside and just chill and not obsess. So taking care of myself is a tool that I learned in this program, that it's okay to put my own needs high, at least, if not ahead of everything. And I knew that there was nothing I needed to be at work for that had to be done on Friday. Nothing that urgent. I talked about meditation. Even simpler than that is sometimes just taking a deep breath. You know, breathe in hope, breathe out peace. Whatever mantra you want to use, just take a deep breath and relax your body as the air goes out. If I'm feeling tense in a moment, I can do that. I can take five seconds, ten seconds to take a deep breath and let it out, or maybe two or three. Some of the stress, at least of the moment, goes with it. When, after Tuesday night, it was very clear that there was not a decision on the election, and there was probably not going to be a decision for a while, The obsessive part of my mind wanted to check the number, wanted to keep checking the numbers. Five minutes. Has it changed yet? Ten minutes. Has it changed yet? I know that way is madness. I made a deal with myself to not check the numbers very often. I think I succeeded in looking Less than 10 times a day, maybe. So that was kind of a success because in between, every time I would look at the number and it hasn't changed, I'm like, ah, what's going to happen? So not looking at the number doesn't give me that stressor of the moment. It doesn't give me that hope things have changed, no, they haven't. A little letdown. So working on not obsessing, you know, I had to learn how to not obsess about my loved ones drinking a long time ago when I entered this program. I had to stop counting bottles. I had to stop looking to see how full the glass was, how empty it was. Because doing those things didn't help her, and it didn't help me. It only made the situation harder to live in. So learning by practice, and that is the only way, I think, learning by practice to let go of obsession, to cut back on the number of times at least, was very helpful this week, very helpful. I have a friend who is charting the COVID disease cases in our area every day, and I can't help but think 
that for me, that would make me more anxious. For this person, I hope not. It may help to feel a sense of some sort of, I don't know, control, because you know the number, you don't have to wonder about it. I'm not sure. But for me, that's a bad idea. The real simple things that can help for a moment in the moment. For me, petting my dog. Maybe you have a pet, a cat, a dog, something that you can spend some time with. Fish, even. Fish, we used to have a tank full of freshwater fish. It could be very soothing to sit by the aquarium and watch them swim around. Can't pet fish, but they still provide some measure of comfort. I said I was going to talk about the ways in which I maybe wasn't doing so well. Because I'm not perfect. I never will be perfect. I try to exhibit progress. I try to use my tools. But there were some things that I noticed during the week that I was doing that I was pretty sure were because of the anxiety and the stress. I was eating more. You could call it stress eating. It probably was. Get a bag of popcorn and pretty much consume the whole thing. One evening, I got out a sleeve of of crackers and ate the whole thing. Not really because I was hungry, but because it gave comfort in the moment, you know? I was drinking more this week than I usually do. Two or three times as much as I usually do. I recognized that this was definitely a stress reaction. It is not the best stress reaction. But again, like the eating, it felt good in the moment. Not the best way to cope. I know that. But it was there. The third thing that I noticed myself doing more this week, and, and a friend of mine actually at a meeting, I think yesterday, said, yeah, my phone popped up just a little while ago and told me I had 60% more screen time this week. And we all said, yeah, we get it. Because that's a way for me to check out. That is a way for me to calm the, not calm exactly, maybe drown out the voice that is saying, check the numbers. How are we doing on COVID? How are we doing on the election? How's my father doing? Got to go look right now. No, I got to finish this screen on this game. And then I'm going to finish another screen on the game. I'm going to play a few hands of solitaire. And then when I'm sitting there in bed and my finger is slipping off my phone as I'm falling asleep, then I can lie down and go to sleep. Except as soon as I move to lie down, that wakes me up. Then I have to use one of those other tools to help me get to sleep. So stress eating, stress drinking, stress game playing, all not ideal ways to uh, deal with the tension, to deal with the stress and anxiety, but they were there. And what I know is that when I recognize them, then I can let go of them. And maybe I didn't eat as much, maybe I didn't drink as much, maybe I didn't play video games as much as I would have 
without that self-awareness that this program has given me. So that's what I did this week. What did you do? What tools did you use? How did you succeed and, and how did you maybe go in directions that you're not so happy about? As you were dealing with whatever stress came in your life. This week, last week, next week. Thanks for listening. May the peace, love, and serenity of the program growing you one day at a time. Good night.